Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I don't love junior mints. I just don't hate them. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand why they are treated like second-class candy. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Oh, there's a, you there's don't a understand why there. a candy that is basically toothpaste wrapped up in stale chocolate is treated like a second-class candy. All right, I get it. It's a good, valid question. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Is there a time to change? You know, the three teams I've drafted this year, <laughs> second-class candy is pretty good. On WGR Sports Radio 550. As it happens, there are three teams I have drafted so far this year. That's it. I say that's it. I'm sure it sounds crazy to have drafted any, but I've drafted three. The is same that, three. Is that down from this time last year? I don't know. Not necessarily. There's more. There are more games. Like, it's just somehow gotten bigger than last <laughs> year when it felt crazy to be drafting in February or even March then, but enough people did it that, like, underdog especially, or FFPC, they're just, there's just more games. They're just right there. These, these sites don't care that the season isn't over yet because people will enter. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm not sure it's less, but whatever ratio based on what's available, it's definitely less. I mean, I'm, I'm into baseball now. I, I, I told you. I think yeah, it's yeah. the weather. Yeah. <laughs> I think the fact that it's been so nice out, I'm tasting spring, I'm reading up on baseball, I'm ranking guys, you know, planning for drafts. Um, that has not been the case the last couple of years. I mean, I just sort of never got – I never escaped football in the off season early last year, and baseball happened, but I didn't really sort of plug in. This year is uh, different. So, last we spoke, a caller mentioned how – Upset he would be if the Bills in the draft started with defense. I have money on it that they will. I, I don't want that to bias my opinions here, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. why I do and why they would, as you know, jaded as you might feel based on recent years, they did draft Dalton Kincaid. Got to say that in the first round last year, um, so that broke the streak. It, and a guard be, in the second, if you want it. But anyway, yeah. And and a guard in the second. That's right. Who worked out? They both worked out fine. Yeah. Like those ended up. Th- those both look like good picks. The two reasons why they maybe arguably should go defense are 
their roster and the number of linemen they may end up losing, defensive line, and what the balance, the strengths and weaknesses of each position group are or is in in this draft. And that, I'm not sure I have a handle on that yet. There's a long way to go here. I do feel like everybody is saying wide receiver is super deep. And it might not satisfy Bills fans if they have to wait until, say, round two for the Bills to pick a wide receiver. I think they might be justified in doing that. Interesting to hear Trevor Sykema on with us earlier talk. He mentioned three names that seem like maybe good round two fits for the Bills, but that all might be gone before it comes around to their second round pick. So he kind of liked Bulldog that they sort of get it done in round one. Yeah, that I, I'm, I'm glad we talked to him. I mean, you know, I like to just, you know, get as many of these guys, you know, on, and I'm sure we will over the next few months here before late April and the draft actually comes around. Um, but yeah, his point was not only not only that, like second time around might be tough for some of the names that fit what they need. It's a, maybe too much of the availability. This is not a, a, a you know, black and white issue here completely and it is just one draft analyst's opinion but the the depth of the receiver class there's guys that are going to play and play in the league and good value but are they what you need like do you are are they more are they smaller slot type guys um or are they outside you know you know top dog type candidates because i think that's called for and for, for the bills um, as much as I, you know, can see the obvious needs they have elsewhere, especially on the defensive line at both tackle and at end, um, they're, I mean, they're losing that, they're losing the, you know, the majority of their guys there. So there's clearly a need. Um, uh, I, I think receiver should, and probably will, I mean, I'm betting on it too, um, will tilt the bills toward receiver. I, I just I'm thinking of how they sounded when the season ended. We got to get help for digs, um, you know, and our offense, explosive plays, pass to win. They are really, if 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 Davis indeed does leave, I mean, I would want to upgrade from him anyway if I could, um, in the form of somebody who can eventually become a number one. When when the Bills do decide to part ways with Stefan Diggs, I still don't think it'll be this offseason, but that day is coming. And the sooner they have a house in-house replacement for him, uh, maybe the better. So that's what I'm shopping for. And that's not to say you can't. I mean, Dick, you know, I know Diggs was a fifth-round pick. Uh, Shakir's a fifth-round pick. These are guys we're counting on and, and expect to be productive. Um, but I think a premium asset is called for at receiver and any one of a, a couple of guys that, that Trevor mentioned to us, uh, the Oregon kid, um, Franklin, that's him, uh, one of the LSU guys, Texas, I, I'm here for any of those guys at this point. I, I, I think that is where the Bills should be looking. I do think it is appropriate to point out that, they have poured assets into defensive line and if not getting any closer to beating the Chiefs. So I know you need a full roster and you're going to need, you know, you have to spend assets eventually to replenish the defensive side of the ball. But I really want to take this coach out for a spin with his acumen and his ability to coach guys up 
they did get good results, even though they were pretty severely injured on that side of the ball this year until maybe, maybe the Bernard injury was the one they just could not bounce back from, or another corner, Douglas, was clearly hampered uh, in, in the playoff loss to the to the Chiefs. So I, I feel like I I should be able to get by with what my coaching staff can do with what I get on defense. I think it's time to get get really fancy on offense and get me some real big-time talent. 803-0550 to weigh in. You know what else was interesting last hour was talking to Sal about what his feeling is on how optimistic the fans sound or will sound. It was really a question about how the offseason, how we expect or he expects things to sound going forward. And he talked about what it sounded like already. And I don't know, I, I sort of felt good about that. That like the, the Bills are at this position where they've lost to Kansas City in the playoffs three times over four years and the Bengals the other time. And increasingly it just seems natural to think that people are going to give them less of a chance the next time. You know, with each one of these, mm-hmm. it feels more that like, okay, it's just more proof that they can't do it. I don't know the way you're talking about Bernard and Douglas and I mean how close that game was anyway. At the 2 minute warning, we would all rather have been the Bills. Well, 100%. I would I would for me <laughs> just, absolutely. Yeah. I mean I, I, I said all, all you know in the immediate aftermath of that game, all the anxiety. I had I had more anxiety about that game than I have any game since they got good again. And if you had told me all week, like, you're going to get the ball at, at their 29-yard line with two minutes to go, down by three, I'm like, I'm not stressed at all. Like, I'm, I'm going to go win that game. Let's go. And they didn't, and we all know why. And, you know, it can feel a little repetitive and maybe like you're doomed or something. But, you know, I, I don't I, – I would sooner subscribe to nobody can win until they do it. And so, you know, yes, they've had good looks at it. Had a really good look at it this year with KC having to come here. No doubt about it. And it feels like an opportunity that got squandered. Um, But I think I'll be back. It's so interesting. It's just like I can't even understand. I don't even understand why, like, one day to the next, how this can – why this can feel different. You know, because – I'm not really one for the emotional swings. Like, I try to resist that. And it's got to be more sort of logical to me. But we we can talk one day, and it'll just sound like they'll never beat them when it matters because they'll kick a wimpy field goal or they'll throw to the end zone when the play is underneath or they'll back all their defense back to the moon to give Kansas City all this. Like, the, the things that have happened, they'll miss the field goal. These things that have happened are hard to forget and or even just sort of get past. But then the next day, like today, I'm sitting here going, they've, the last five meetings, four of which were in Kansas City, win, 13 seconds, win, win this playoff game. Like two minutes to go, two minutes or less, they, they have the lead four out of five. And the fifth is this game, where it looks like the worst they're going to do is tie it. The point is, if that's where you are relative to the Kansas City Chiefs, 
who are already in dynasty territory, tell me again how much you should change <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or right. like how, how you should be different. Yes, Sean McDermott is a defensive coach and a good one, and I hear all the time, and I've said it. Well, why do you need blue-chip players? Well, okay, but they've had that, and they've been this team, and why would it look to him or to them like they need a different philosophy when it comes to the future? Like if Von Von Miller – I know it's going to – it has to be ifs because you lost. If Von Miller doesn't get hurt or if Tyler Bass makes the kick or if this or if that, then you could be them almost. You could be the Chiefs. I don't know. Does this sound – this is the kind of take – that on another day, if I hear it, I'm rolling my eyes because it's scoreboard, right? I mean, what would a Kansas City fan say to any of this? Yeah, tough. It's hilarious, though. Good job. <laughs> right. Good, 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 good points. Good <laughs> right. Good points. Good luck. Right. So there's only so much you can control. You know, if, if Patrick Mahomes in 10 years wins seven Super Bowls and was just too good for everybody, then, um, then that's it. And – I just, I think it's so close, and I think this has been proven that I'm not, I'm not interested in succumbing to that or to him. I don't like him this week. I, I thought Baltimore would beat him. I think San Francisco will beat him. I, I was this way sometimes about New England. If I bet seriously, I would be broke because <laughs> betting yeah. against Brady was not a winning proposition. And you know, here, here we are again with Mahomes, but it still feels right to me. And so, anyway, back to us, well, in terms of the draft, that's that's part of why I think defense will look to them like, A, where they have more to fix. Who made Sal made the point about their offense, like almost everybody's back, which is very different from their defense. I wonder, it'll be interesting these next couple of months here with all the people we'll talk to, um, how they will sound about the Bills when it comes to their needs. I mean, I feel like the the wide receiver point has been a little bit niche. Would you say that? I mean, they they have scored so much and won so much. I think that it, it sounds sometimes like we're in a vacuum and we all just sort of know that they need receiver help. But yeah. I think a lot of people might think that that, well, that sounds a little bit insane. I, I think prior to this offseason – that would be I, – I would agree with that. But I, I feel like this offseason, uh, this is like the indie band that suddenly is headlining Coachella, uh, I think, or something. I, I feel like the, the receiver idea is definitely going to take hold. I think even with casual fans, um, you know, we've been down in the weeds about Gabriel Davis. You know, like, you know, I think a lot of fans – just casual fans from, you know, not from here that don't really aggressively follow the Bills might have, if they caught wind of of, of the receiver narrative the last couple of off seasons, been like, what are you doing? The guy's fine. He's fine. You're good. He's fourth-round pick. He's, he's productive. He's on the field all the time. You've got digs. Like, shut up. You don't need a receiver. Uh, but now with him departing, most likely, I think that creates an obvious need. I mean – Yes, there are more bodies departing the defense, but those linemen are all rotational players. So that doesn't mean they're not important and you don't want to be good there, and they have poured a lot of premium assets into that position. But even Von Miller, even Ed Oliver, who they've paid, is you know 60% of the snaps max. 
Gabe Davis is on the field like 96% of the time for this team. They're going to need a guy to fill that role one way or another. The only thing that will push me off of they're going to draft a receiver at 28 or, 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 or higher, you know, if they move up a couple spots like they've been, uh, been doing the last few years, uh, is if they do land someone that is a plug-and-play replacement for Davis in free agency. If they can free up the money, they won't have a lot, but maybe they'll have enough to get Hollywood Brown or, or someone else who's maybe even cheaper than him, uh, or who knows, maybe even someone who's more expensive. I mean, I don't know if they've got if they end up at like fifteen or twenty million dollars of cap room, maybe spending a lot of that on one receiver will seem like a good idea. Uh, it's warranted because of the positional need they have. Like, that's the only way I'm going to get off of them drafting the best receiver they can get their hands on in the first round this year is if they sign someone that right now I'm thinking they probably can't afford. 803-0550, open phones here this hour on WGR. We'll have picks at 6. I know there's one game, but we'll get some props going. Tell everybody, because uh, you need to know what we like here uh, in the way of props and, and picks in this game. I saw a couple of rankings today, the best halftime shows and the best commercials. Um, all, do you all have, uh, yeah, Super Bowl halftime shows, Super Bowl commercials. Do you have a guess? Not that, like, this list is definitive or anything like that, but would you have a an opinion on, like, what you think the best or your favorite Halftime show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It would be, I'm putting you on the spot, I doubt you've made a list like this in your life i don't have a uh, list but, but a, a few a few spring to mind that i really liked uh some that i really didn't like even by some of my favorite all-time artists um for example i thought the who uh however many years ago that was was borderline tragic and was i that adore new york? them what's that was that new york i don't remember i really don't remember the year i just remember it feeling like it was 
way past time for Roger Daltrey to be, you know, bare chested. Uh, it, it just, it was, it was, it was kind of sad. It was just felt, it felt sad to me really. Um, I, I'll bet. I, I mean, I see a lot often referenced that the best halftime show of all time was Prince in Miami in the rain. So I would, I might guess that that on any list that you're looking at is very close, if not at the top of all-time halftime performances, because uh, that certainly was memorable, and he was fantastic. Um, and, you know, the weather, like, added to it, I think. The, it was kind of dramatic. So that would be my my choice. Um, the rest would kind of really depend on, you know, my personal taste, you know. Um, like, I love, I love Springsteen. I didn't need him to play at halftime. They were great, but I didn't love them being there. It just felt a little weird to me. Um, them in that spot. U2 in New Orleans was amazing, I thought. Um, but Prince is my score to beat for a halftime show. The list I saw, that was number one. Which, I mean, I feel like that was blatant disrespect toward up with people. Mm, yeah. But so be it. I mean, I guess I'm on the older side. <laughs> I don't remember Springsteen. Was that recent? That's pretty recent, yeah, pretty recent. De- like between the Who, like a- after Prince, after the Who, like s- somewhere in there. I don't remember the venue now, but okay. yeah, more pretty, you know, relatively recent. I remember the weekend. I like that. I like the weekend. I thought it was good. Um, the uh, the was it was last year the like Snoop was involved again last year. I thought last, last year's year, was really great. Rihanna it was all those. Oh, that's right. Okay, I'm thinking of L.A. Then a couple years ago, where they had like the, all those like it was sort of looked like a like a big house in the middle of the field and all these different performers. And I thought that was really great. Uh, yeah, Rihanna. I don't think I even paid attention to. Next year is Ambrosia. No one knows mm. this yet. It has not been wow. made official, but I've, I've got sources. Yeah. Next year is they're going to go a little bit yachty. Next year with the Super Bowl halftime. I wish them luck. Long overdue. Long overdue. And commercials, there was an Apple commercial in 1984 that referenced the book, 1984, a dystopian sort of future that apparently uh, was was great. Also, the WhatsApp ad got, got honorable mention, was listed in the, in the <laughs> ranking that I saw. <laughs> Let's bring that I- back. I uh, I am not one who gets mad about the attention the commercials get. I'm all for a you know a, a, a well crafted, clever advertisement, uh, but I do not have at the ready examples of ones that stood out year over year. I just don't. I, I just oh. do not have that filed away anywhere. Uh, that would be a real struggle for me to like. I I don't know some Doritos ad. I mean, I honestly I do I don't know. I am uh, totally the same. Because you can't, or I don't, I think people would not associate them with years, like with games. They're just all in the giant pot of Super Bowl ads. So when was this one? When was that? I have no idea, no memory of any of that. I'll watch the game, like one, not like one, talk about (laughs) it for maybe a day, and that's it. And then they're just done. Right. So I always like – I get people compliment me on my memory, which I appreciate. It's not as good as maybe they think, but it's just sort of sports makes it easy because you know 
if you like care a lot about it and sort of think like the way I think, you know the year for the game. You know the year for the team and which teams were which years, all of that. Like I, I, I know where I was in January of 1986 because that was Super Bowl 20 and it was the Bears and the Patriots and I was sitting at a seat, this, this, this dining room table, unable, you know, not allowed to turn my body to be able to see the TV because I would not eat the broccoli soup. Like, I would never know what year that was, but not for the sporting event. The commercials are not connected to the, the years, the game. So it's, it's impossible for me to know, like, which, which year was which ad or anything. Like, the Clydesdales, sure. The 90s? Right. In, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, maybe, there's like a day shelf life there. Monday we talk about which ones. We see the rankings, you know, which ones were the most popular. Yeah. You know, speaking of old Super Bowls, I want to talk a little bit with you about the the four Bills years. We really have not done that this week. It is 30 years and like a week since their most recent appearance. You've got those four years. Then you've got these last four years that are maybe interesting to uh, compare with each other. We'll look for your calls to 803-0550. Super Bowl week wrapping up here with the game on Sunday. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. We're both athletic guys, but we're we're conditioned to be, you know, pocket passers. Rhythm passers is really what I would call it. And the offenses that we played in were very similar, mm-hmm. right? We were a, a version of the West Coast offense with Sean Payton. That's obviously what they're running with Shanahan. You know, I'd say they've kind of taken it to another level with all their yep. shifts, motions, and all this stuff. They do. And they've got some incredible talent, you know, that you're trying to figure out ways to create matchups and get them in space and all that stuff. But that's a lot to handle. It's a lot of responsibility as a quarterback. I just think he does it with a confidence and a poise that's maybe beyond his years. Drew Brees on with Zach Gelb talking about Brock Purdy and himself. Are you ready for a world where last year's last (laughs) pick is the starting quarterback of a Super Bowl winner and not just a Nick Foles thing where he went in and wrote it out. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, it's not going to ultimately be my my pick. Uh, definitively, I mean, I don't know. I've got like three different parlays, and the Niners are winning in one of them. But uh, anyway, um, yes, I, I, lo- I, love, I love the story. Um, last pick in the draft, game manager, uh, the advantage of the offense and the play caller and all the talent around him. He's the he's the the tenth most talented guy on his own team or his own offense. I, I'm I'm here for all of it. I think it's all fantastic. Um, and if if he were to have some game where he outplays Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, I think it would just be incredible. Uh, it does, none of it, none of it will bother me, uh, at all if it happens, but you don't see it happening. No, I, no, I don't. I don't. Um, no, I think, I think the, the, the chief's D I think is really strong and I would anticipate a couple of mistakes from him, um, that, that, that could be really, really hurtful. So the Chiefs have had a weird year on offense. Did you see today? I think it was Warren Sharp even posted this. I, I saved it. I, I probably could find it in a second here, but I don't have it at my fingertips. They averaged on the year, the Chiefs, seven points 
in the second half of games. Yes, for much of the year, they were maybe after through the Bills game, which was pretty late, the lowest scoring team in the league in the second half. And yeah. if you include the playoffs, what did they put up in Baltimore? Three? Three, right. And it wasn't a lot Wasn't a lot here either. Did they have 17 at halftime? So they, they would have gotten 10 more in, in the second half, Ooh. I think, against the Bills. I, I think that's right. What was the halftime score of that game? The halftime score of the Bills-Chiefs game was 17-13 Buffalo. Oh, okay. So they, all right, well, then they scored 14 in the second half. Then. 14. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like, so that, that sort of get, that, like, seeing that, um, I mean, the first half counts too, uh, but, you know, recognizing that um, if you're backing the Chiefs, you might want to see them start fast because they have not been finishing strong, at least offensively. Defensively, it's the flip of that. Like I mentioned this while we were talking, I think, to to Trevor uh, Sikama during the four o'clock hour on our show. How uh, Spagnolo, like the the all the all the offensive stats, the quarterback numbers and stuff, drop pretty noticeably in the second half of games against the Chiefs' defense, as opposed to what teams are able to do in the first half. Okay, so I, I, like, I don't. I like, like. Go ahead. We'll do it at six. I like San Francisco. I've said all week why. It's really more of a numbers-based take because, of course, Kansas City, their history, Mahomes' greatness, Kelsey, their defense. I mean, what what their defense is bad at, which makes the Baltimore, as a Baltimore backer myself, the more frustrating is that they are a team that gets run on and the Ravens just wouldn't. The way that game started – you know, what did Ross Tucker say? Like the fact maybe they were down 10 at half just kind of spooked them, and they felt like that was enough, that was too much for them to just play their game. I mean, San Francisco, speaking of Warren Sharp, I didn't read his piece on this or whatever he was linking to, but he did tweet about the possibility of Christian McCaffrey going over 200. Oh, wow. Yeah. How Timmy Smith – in a Super Bowl you watched, that would be Super Bowl 22 for Washington as a rookie who basically never played all year, went in and ran for the Super Bowl record number of yards against Denver for Washington, 204 in that game. Washington won 42-10. to 10. That, game, that game maybe makes less sense to me than any other Super Bowl I've ever seen. Like that Doug was just never right. Yeah. Doug Williams. That was never coming. Denver was back second year. A little bit of Bills Cowboys. Like they they were the one with more experience. And even though they'd lost, they looked just looked better going in. I wonder if they were favored. I don't even know. I haven't thought about this game in forever. But Denver gets out ten nothing, and Washington outscores the Broncos in the second quarter of that Super Bowl, thirty five to nothing. The second quarter, 35 to nothing. We were asked earlier this week about games to rewatch. That is not one that I would recommend. No. <laughs> <Right>. no. <laughs> there's not a lot. Unless you're a Washington fan, there's not a lot going on there. I mean, this, the whole second half, poor Al Michaels, the whole second half is filler. How about this? So, a couple of thoughts on, I mentioned, like, the Bills' Super Bowl years. You know, just just you and me here, like, it's been so long now. Like the 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 most recent Bills Super Bowl, the fourth out of four, 
is in what is now the first half of Super Bowl history. That was Super Bowl 28, and this is 58. So every Bills appearance is now in the first half of what is Super Bowl history. We're so far away from it. You know, we talked during the drought a lot lot about how people would call in, people in their 20s, and I I have no memory of any good Bills team. You know? It, Mm -hmm. It was like that, and... Now, of course, that has changed, and you have a, really a run of four years that's very comparable to those four. With you don't you don't have Super Bowl appearances, but their record is almost as good. The difference, winning the arguably, division, sure, yeah, right. I mean, that team didn't win four division titles. Wait, they did win four in a row. They didn't win those four division titles. Ninety-two, they were a wild card team of the Super Bowl teams. They did they did have a run of four straight, but. This team, arguably the difference between the Bills of the 90s and their, their outcomes and these Bills last four years is Patrick Mahomes. Like the, the Bills were in the weaker conference. Everybody said so, and it played out that way. They went to Super Bowls and got crushed yeah, three they, times. Yeah, they were like, in an era where the AFC, that was, it was like in the teens uh, in a row, NFC beating the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, I don't remember yeah. which one finally broke it, but, it, yeah, it was a long, Elway. long run. Oh, okay, Elway against Atlanta? Or Green against Bay. Green Bay and Green then Bay, against that Atlanta. Like that, right. The NFC won every Super Bowl from 84 through 96. And they weren't, like, the more dominant conference necessarily every one of those years, but – they won the championship, and the Super Bowls in those years were known for being blowouts. Like, most of them were blowouts, not 25, right? Right. But, but yeah, plenty of that. Yeah, the, right. Isn't like the year before is the San Francisco. When, when did San Francisco clobber Denver? Like, 55 to 10 or something. Is that 80? 89. 89. Okay, that is right before the Bills. That is right before the Bills, yep. Because they're yeah. going, San Francisco was going for three in a row when they lose to the Giants. In ninety, yeah. So yeah, it, it yeah the the Super Bowl twenty five was kind of uh yeah that was an outlier in that era in that yeah the game was yeah right right on either end of the Bills run right their San Francisco blowouts they killed Denver in eighty nine and then in ninety four they killed the Chargers right so yeah it was pretty it was pretty lopsided for quite a while there I mean if. You're in the other conference, maybe you're in multiple Super Bowls by now. Maybe you're not winning them. But, like, that's the – you could you could say it. I think you could say it, that the difference between those bills – I think these bills have been better than those teams. The, but the competition is different. And in the playoffs like – this, this bill – in the last four years, the bills are five and four in the playoffs. They've won a game every season. But they've lost three to Kansas City and the one to Cincinnati. And some, I think yourself, would kind of explain away the Bengal loss is just more circumstantial. I mean, yeah. the, the grind that that season, last season became, not that they had to beat the Bengals, but. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sort of like a little bit of a different setup for that. Yeah, game. I'm inclined like, to, for lack of a, of a of a less sloppy way to put this, give them a pass. Like to me, that's not on the pile. It's part of the reason why I think you can. It, well, yeah, I mean, you can choose you choose choose whatever arguments you want, but like the 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 the, the impatience over McDermott to me lumps last year in with all the other disappointments and last year to me is a very different thing uh like i i I don't know what coach was getting them through that intact i just think it was a lot i mean you know maybe maybe and maybe i'm overstating it yeah it's whatever it's an opinion that's where i land i think they were just tapped out um and it was just going to be really tough almost regardless of the matchup (laughs) like just really tough the matchup matters too and the Bengals were were certainly deserving uh what they did but yeah, I, I mean, I think the Bills have been very impressive during this run, and it's part of the reason why I, I feel like, you know, you want to just keep going, and, and that includes the coach. Um, because I, I, don't, I don't think there is a fatal flaw here, uh, necessarily. I, I think there's been, you know, they've lost a game to what looks like an all-time great team and an all-time great quarterback and coach combination. Um, and yeah, I, I, I want to beat them, but I don't know that I need to start changing out all the important pieces to make it happen. You know, I mean, Allen's had a hand in all of that too. Um, you know, in, in, in some, in, you know, in these losses and nobody wants to replace him. <laughs> I mean, that would be insane, uh, to do. Of course, 13 seconds is, is the smoking gun on McDermott. I think, you know, any, any conversation about him and anybody's dissatisfaction with them and with him almost always comes back to that. It's a very hard thing to ignore, uh, obviously. But the overall is still, to me, excellent. It never goes away until they win it, that 13 right. seconds. Just like Norwood doesn't go away until they win it, you know? Like Bill, Bill Buckner kind of went away. That's right. After Boston won the Red Sox won championships. Yeah, those highlights don't just, hurt me anymore. They, they really don't. Yeah, just, you know, now it's he's he's deceased, but... Buckner was kind of like a sympathetic. It was it changed yep. after they won, and before they won, he was just sort of, sort of uh, blamed. <laughs> Obviously, the Bills in the four Super Bowl years in the nineties, forty nine and fifteen. These Bills last four years, forty eight and eighteen. Not not too different. We will take a break. Talk Super Bowl props coming up at the top of the hour. Eric Wood is making an appearance tomorrow. Can you believe this guy? Out in public. (laughs) Overtime at Falls View Casino tomorrow from 2 to 4. You can meet Eric Wood. I'd recommend it. He's really nice.
Would you not say that? You're, I second. You're, you're I second. Quiet. I said. Well, okay. I was. I, I. I didn't want to. You know, say it on the air. The problems Eric and I have been having. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. No. At, yeah. Definitely go do that. Yeah. You, you will definitely uh, do it. You will enjoy meeting him. He's a very good dude. Two to four tomorrow at Fallsview overtime at Fallsview Casino. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. This is WGR. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Some Super Bowl prop picks coming up after the next update. Taylor Swift, because her name has not come up yet on the show once, has a concert tomorrow night in Tokyo. One of the many, many prop bets out there, mostly offshore when it comes to Taylor Swift, (laughs) is whether her plane will be delayed, whether she will make it to the Super Bowl. Bulldog, you're on the edge of your seat, I can Mm. tell. Oh, yes. I, yes. I saw one, uh, one, uh, what do you call them now on X? I saw one X. I saw on X. I saw saw a tweet. Uh, like, like with, with, like tracking, like her plane. I, I, I don't even know. Like Norad. Yeah. Yeah. Santa. Um, you know, what kind of plane it is. She's going to have to stop to refuel or, well, you know, I don't think she flies the plane, but you know, whatever the, the plane is going to have to stop to refuel. Uh, Oh, because it's not like a big commercial plane. It's one that would need to stop like in Hawaii. Or something. I, I guess, yeah. It's 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 too it's too far, I guess, for her to to make it in one shot. I I think. Anyway, I mean, if I read if I read that correctly, yeah, it's got to be the 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 plane has got to be lug, this luxury sort of smaller. There was an earthquake in Hawaii today. By the way, just throwing that in. Mm. I'm not sure that'll affect the odds of her making yeah. it to Las mm. Vegas. Yeah, but what's the word on the weather? Like, is there? You know, that's it is. You know, it's, it's far away. Uh, like, is there is there troubling weather across the Pacific? I I, I mean, I'm assuming that's where how she'll be traveling back <laughs> from Japan. To you think Japan. she'll go that way? She'll I go think right, that's, that left? seems like the smart way to go. Yeah, I, I feel like taking a right at Tokyo. I have just I've just been recently getting back into my map trivia stuff. That Sporkle quiz where you have to identify every country in the world without outlines, without making a single mistake. I turned my son on to it, so he's got a friend now at school, and they're, they're dabbling in it. I want to know what the airport is, or at least the city or the country, that's exactly the same flight time from here, either direction. That wasn't on there. That wasn't mentioned. Okay. I mean, from Buffalo, you got to connect a bunch of times, and it's not like it's just sort of one shot to <laughs> Pakistan or something like. I want to think it's somewhere around Pakistan. That's as close to get there would take the same amount of time, east or west. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure this out. I got a whole weekend to figure this out. Coming up, Super Bowl picks and prop bets. What we like, what we hate, what we're looking forward to. But we're not all that after the update. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 